so let's dive into our message today after that awesome uh, worship set that we just had. Each January, if you're new to our church, uh, each January we commit to following Jesus afresh. We kind of take that new year uh, idea and we, we commit to God again. And we do this by prayer and fasting. We have our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And those two aspects are both an engaging aspect and an abstaining aspect, aren't they? All right? We pray, and that's a spiritual act of doing. We're actually spending time in prayer. And then the fasting part is something we abstain. So we both do and not do in order to grow closer to God. And as a reminder, if you haven't been following along, we have a free ebook at lifecenter.org slash 21 days that you can download called Pray First. Pray First. And it will walk you through our 21-day journey with all the different things we're, we're going through. Now, uh, we're in week two of our fast. We're just starting that. For those of you that have been fasting along with us on all sorts of different levels. And a quick reminder on fasting, what we mean by that is this. Fasting is giving up something we love for someone we desire to be like even more. When we give up something that we do like in order to spend more time with someone we want to influence our lives so that we're more like them. And really, that's the only person we can do that with is God. And God, fasting isn't twisting God's arm to do something. We don't just fast and say, I'm going to deny myself to make you do something. When we fast, it's actually just turning our hearts towards him. We can't force God to do anything, but we can activate our faith by focusing on our relationship with God, building it through a time of prayer and of fasting. So we fix our focus on his presence in our lives, not on our perfection trying to live out this Christian life. It's his presence that we felt so sweetly this morning. That's what changes us. That's what holds us. That's what sustains us. That's what brings his kingdom. It's not our, our perfection. It's not our ability to do anything that's going to bring it about. God will bring it about with us or despite us. So don't worry. Today, we're going to be going through some things, and I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to ask you to come forward or do anything, but it is going to be a little bit of a participatory service. And so if you have your Bible, you're going to be welcome to open it and follow along. If you write notes, bring out your, take out your pen and take some notes. If you don't usually write notes, grab a pen from the seat in front of you and write out some things, because we're just going to walk through today's experience of, of uh, praying together. Something Chris Hodges says, uh, who's a pastor down in the States, I think is something that we can all apply in our lives, and it's this. The Word of God is one of the most valuable tools that we have to build a dynamic prayer life. It brings power, truth, and encouragement to our prayer time. And I hope that's true for all of us, and I hope that you can, you can dive into that as well. Well, these last two summers which is our first two summers in the area here. We've had planters in our backyard. The first year it was planted by the previous owner and then we've kept up that tradition. And we, they've been used to grow vegetables, mainly a lot of tomatoes. And I mean a lot of tomatoes. Uh, we could have had our own uh, tamatina. Ever hear of that? That, that, uh, that 
they have this big festival in Spain where they take overripe tomatoes and they throw them at each other like snowballs. Right? And seriously, they take dump truck loads full of tomatoes and they just start throwing them, throwing them at each other. And now my kids have all sorts of great ideas, don't they? Yes. Well, if you've grown to- tomatoes before, you know that to help them grow and to keep the tomatoes safe, you put up, what, a tomato cage, right? Or you put up stakes, tomato stakes to go up to support the vines as they grow. Otherwise, they'll just sprawl everywhere on the ground, and there's a lot of loss in your tomatoes, isn't there? The tomatoes get crushed. They're easy to, too easy to step on, or bugs get that at them a lot easier. They can get diseased on the ground. There's all sorts of issues that happen if you leave your tomatoes just lying and the vines growing out on the ground. It doesn't, it doesn't help you at all to do that. So we use cages, right? And even with our cages, uh, they sti- still seem to sprawl over the cage and now 